Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. That's GreatPlainsWindows.com. AM 1280, The Patriot, is WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul. FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis, Intelligent Radio. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. The global death toll from the coronavirus has surpassed 100,000 now, with more than half the U.S. deaths clustered in the three-state metro area surrounding New York City. Los Angeles resident Linda Chanot says anybody who ventures outdoors these days needs to be wearing a mask. It's important that everybody does their part, and so it's part of the deal for us all to get healthy. So I'm okay with it. Senator Tim Scott of South Carolina tells the Salem Radio Network he's pleased to see the way Americans have responded to the COVID-19 pandemic. We are flattening the curve because we're following the recommendations of social distancing, and washing our hands, not touching our faces, wearing masks, uh, especially around our elderly family and friends. And Senator Scott says that President Trump has done a good job of handling the virus as he listens to advice coming from a wide range of experts. This is SRN News. This Easter will look and feel unlike any other in our lifetime. No packed Sunday services, no massive potlucks and large family reunions. But there is an unchanging and unstoppable truth behind the day, and nothing will prevent us from exercising our religious liberty and celebrating the resurrection. Let's make this a year of grateful praise and not a fearful panic. Happy Easter Sunday from AM 1280, The Patriot, Intelligent Radio. AM 1280, The Patriot, Intelligent Radio, just past 1 o'clock, which means one thing. It's time to make talk radio great again. It's your Narn headliner, Mitch Berg, coming up next. And while we're all at home in a state of self-quarantine, just a reminder, we are on iHeart. Tune in our website, our free mobile app, your smart speaker on radio.com, so you can listen to Mitch or any of the Patriot lineup wherever you are. Here's your Twin Cities forecast brought to you by Great Plains Windows and Doors. Mostly cloudy, a high of 57 tonight, chance of rain, low of 36. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. This is the Northern Alliance Radio Network, the longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. It's great to be back in Minnesota today. Political analysis of the good, the bad, and the outright crazy. Now, here's your headline act, Mitch Bird. Welcome back to Twin Seas and World, Steve Beneath the right wing, the shining spot of red, the sea of dismal, dingy institutional blue. The show that is making talk radio great again. The Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. My name is Berg. My blog, shotinthedark.info. The blog just turned 18 two short months ago, and yet we carry on. Uh, my uh, show, of course, the Northern Alliance, my show, uh, <laughs> the Northern Alliance, the, the collective enterprise that we've all had low these many years, uh, is 16 uh, on its 17th year right now, dominating uh, Twin Cities Weekend Radio. And we're happy to be doing it. We, we mean Brad Carlson, who is heard tomorrow and every Sunday from 1 to 3, now live from the, stu- uh, from, uh, from the studio out in his home bunker out in the far northwestern burbs. I myself uh, here live every Saturday from 1 to 3 from St. Paul, feeling a little bit uh, subversive in so doing, in as much as I literally am a bright shining spot of red in an ocean of moldy, repressive institutional blue. And, of course, King Banyan up in St. Cloud every Saturday morning from 9 to 11 on our sister station, AM 1440, The Businessman, who's been broadcasting from social distant uh, facilities like his home studio for a decade now. Again, in so many ways, ahead of the trend, that's us, Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 12, The Patriot. Last week, we talked about aspects of the COVID-19 virus. This week, well, we're going to mostly do the same. 
Uh, we're going to be talking, by the way, later on this hour with uh, actually second hour of the broadcast today with Representative Mary Franson, longtime fan of this broadcast, uh, friend, I should say. I don't know if she's a fan. I don't know if she ever gets to listen up in Alexandria, but she's a friend of this broadcast, has been for years, and she is authoring a bill that with a little luck, <laughs> maybe a little more than luck, uh, will get through and affect some of the transparency that we are not getting from our government. Now, last week and the week before, I gave what I sincerely believed and to some extent still do believe to be credit where credit was, I believed, due. I believe that this epidemic is a real emergency. It's not just like the flu. It's much worse in terms of fatality rates, especially if you let it get out of control and overwhelm your healthcare system, as has happened in Italy and Spain, and to a lesser extent, the Netherlands, and to a very real extent, New York City, and just watch out for Detroit and New Orleans coming up soon here, and I'll bet you we're going to see problems in, in Baltimore and Newark as well. well. We are seeing problems in Newark, uh, which aren't getting nearly the coverage that New York is, because New York is, well, New York. It's where the media people are. It's not really a crisis until it makes media people stay home from their clubs and their uh, three martini lunches. Do I sound cynical? Nah. Anyway, we are seeing places where, 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 where COVID is overwhelming the healthcare system here in America. And yes, we're seeing that system and, and those facts being politicized all over the place. And we're seeing this politicization lead to what I what should make everyone out there really nervous in terms of what information you can trust. Now, we are told, and to a great extent believe, that science is above and beyond politicization. Of course, it's not true, and we'll talk more about that later on in the broadcast. Yeah, believe me, we are going to talk more about it later on in the, in the broadcast. But the way that the events of this virus, uh, this epidemic, this pandemic have been and are being politicized and, and I'll be fair and, and even handed and say on both sides, but it's the left, mostly, mostly the left. Uh, and, and we'll talk about that during the broadcast today, uh, are politicizing this and, and attempting to politicize science and worse in a sense, politicize information. Oh yeah. We're going to talk about that. Uh, should, make you perhaps even more nervous than the pandemic itself does. Because as I pointed out last week on the broadcast, this, this is worse than the flu, much worse than the flu. It's it's more lethal per capita until we have herd immunity that will stay that way. It's not the bubonic plague. It's not going to wipe out a third of the country, half the country, uh, like some parts of Europe, two-thirds of the area. It's not going to lay the countryside waste. But it's not the flu. We have no immunity to it. We have no treatment for it other than the same treatment we have for the flu. And if it goes critical, there's evidence out there that once you go on a ventilator, you're about three quarter, two third to three quarter chance you're not coming off it, either dead or alive. And that's should that's that's not the flu, folks. This is going to be much worse than the flu. And until we get herd immunity or a vaccine, it's going to stay that way. And so I gave credit where I believed it to be due, and to some extent still do. The governor took some actions that were drastic, but at least in concept, necessary. Yeah, we needed to cancel large public gatherings. Yeah, we needed to encourage social distancing uh, in no uncertain terms. But we have four different examples around this country of uh, two different ways of approaching the, the epidemic and two different sets of results. And it kind of leads you to a four-way grid of results. On the one hand, you have states that have taken a very activist, very, dare I say, authoritarian approach to dealing with the, the epidemic. We have states like New York City, uh, North, New York State, and New York City for that matter, that have gone full-blown Mussolini. I mean, canceling everything, clamping down hard. Granted, too late. 
granted in a politicized fashion, granted in a way that was driven by special interests. But New York City clamped down hard on everything. The social distancing is being enforced there and in uh, other places with a special ferocity. And the, the social distancing rules have some teeth in New York City. When they say stay in your apartment, they mean stay in your apartment, which has got to be really miserable. Sorry to all you apartment dwellers out there. And I know some of you, that's the most you can afford, and that's the, the level of maintenance you want to take on. I get it. But boy, if I had to spend two weeks cooped up in an apartment, um, well, there's ways to make do, obviously. And that's what we are all doing these days. Anyway, we have states that have gone full-blown authoritarian, like New York, and the results, well, they may be in the process of peaking right now in terms of cases and deaths. We'll see. Certainly they should over the course of the next week, but it's been brutal and ugly. Uh, there are places that are, have gone full Mussolini and haven't gotten out of control yet. San Francisco, well, uh, I use the full-blown Mussolini comparison not just for hyperbole, hyperbole sake. Uh Governor Newsom last week, as we noted on the broadcast, took the opportunity to say that this this pandemic is an opportunity to cement progressive causes in place throughout the state of California and maybe nationwide. They're not wasting a crisis. They are doing for governance in California and progressive governance in California what the Reichstag fire did for single-party government in Germany almost 90 years ago. Am I being hyperbolic? No. Both were cases of a crisis not being wasted. And no, Gavin Newsom's not a Nazi. He's not even a full-blown socialist in the, the Stalin or Lenin mode yet. And, he, and God willing, he never will be, but he will never get the opportunity. Fingers crossed. On the other hand... We have states that have gone full blown, like we pointed out, states that have gone fairly authoritarian, like Minnesota, right here, that have uh, had fairly good results so far. Fairly good results so far. Exactly how this ends up, no one can tell, but the exponential growth in cases, at least not, has not happened, at least not by the leaps and bounds one might have expected earlier on in the epidemic. As the state health commissioner pointed out, uh, we have, uh, as the state health, health commissioner pointed out earlier this past week, we had uh, a, a doubling rate, a rate in the doubling of cases of uh, every two days. Every two days, the number of cases were doubling. It's now down to about every eight days. And as that slows down, things get more and more optimistic. Well, fingers crossed here. But in... And, and this is this is important. It's a sign that, that the measures we've taken have worked, have the potential to work at least, are working relatively well so far. But we have cases, uh, by the way, throughout the, the country where taking full, the full and authoritarian approach has not worked so well. So on the other hand, we have states that went relatively libertarian, uh, New Orleans, uh, Louisiana celebrated Mardi Gras as the epidemic uh, closed in like it was a normal year, and they are suffering terribly for it. Uh, now, we don't know that there's a direct correlation between the two, but the uh, the, the state of Louisiana is a hot spot, and it's not unreasonable to think all that Bourbon Street revelry had something to do with it. Likewise, Florida getting a little out of control, and the areas around Florida where the spring breakers hailed from, uh, the young bobbleheads out partying on Daytona Beach or wherever they go. I don't know. I never got to do that for spring break when I was a kid. Uh, they're, they're suffering terribly because of that right now. In the meantime, out in the rural west, my native North Dakota is, has an infection, infection rate uh, equivalent to Minnesota's. And they've taken measures that are considerably less authoritarian. I mean, they've banned gatherings of larger than 10 people. They have had to uh, urge businesses to, to stay close, but they haven't taken the, the full, they haven't gone full-blown authoritarian. Either is South Dakota. Now, South Dakota has had a spike in cases, 
And by the way, the blue state media has uh, is exercising that blue fragility by saying, hey, look, South Dakota's got a, got a spike in cases. Yeah, they're almost all tied to a food processing plant that would be considered essential workers in New York or Minnesota or California as well. So correlation does not equal causation in this case. At any rate, we'll talk about that, but much more important, let's, we're going to talk about the need to address what an emergency declaration brings and how the state gets to react to it. One return on the Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. Go nowhere. We'll be right back. Look at all these options. You can fill an entire warehouse with all the different ways you can stream The Patriot. Top shelf choices include am1280thepatriot.com, our free app, and radio.com. This is Al Malmberg. This Sunday morning on the World of Aviation, we're going to speak with Peter Johnson, who spent six years in the Air Force and five years as a U.S. Marshal, conducting surveillance around the globe and conducting anti-terror missions. In the Air Force, he was a part of air-based defense, deploying internationally for Operation Iraqi Freedom and Operation Enduring Freedom. Join us Sunday morning at 10.05 for the World of Aviation, here on AM 1280, The Patriot. Is your child allowed to express their love for Jesus Christ in the classroom? Do you want the Christian values you are teaching at home to be instilled at school? At Avail Academy, formerly Calvin Christian School, we proclaim the name of Jesus Christ. We believe that God has made each of us uniquely great, not for our glory, but for His. Alongside the family and the church, Avail Academy fulfills a unique role by instructing and nurturing students from kindergarten through 12th grade to use the gifts of God for the cause of Christ. We believe in teaching our students to live a life of purpose now, not just after graduation. We are experts at integrating faith and learning. To learn more about Avail Academy or to schedule a tour, Visit our website at availacademy.org. That is availacademy.org. Come see how we can partner with you to raise up your children in the way that they should go. Avail Academy, Christian education on purpose. My friends, Dennis Prager here, and they're at it again. The left is doing their best to silence ideas they don't like. On the college campus, in social media, and at your place of work, if you dare think for yourself and say what you believe, the left will try to shut you down. I've experienced this, and you, your children, and your grandchildren will or already have. My friends, it is time to fight back and defend our values, and that is why I made the film No Safe Spaces. Hollywood doesn't want you to see this film, which is why, believe it or not this is really amazing you won't see it on netflix or amazon prime but now you can watch no safe spaces for a limited time at nosafespaces.com it's time to fight back against the attack on free speech and protect our american values in any event it's just a great film see no safe spaces starring adam carolla and me at nosafespaces.com millions retire online so they can do what they want offline Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. See what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. AM 12A, The Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-448. In all sincerity, I hope you do, because honestly, hearing from the audience is literally half the fun doing the show the other half is just talking of course i'm not gonna lie having a voice uh to be on the air and to to vent my opinion and having an audience listen i mean i could choke up with all kinds of false modesty and say all sorts of things but no i love it i don't know how i'd have stayed sane this last uh, this last 16 years without it especially during the obama years and well quite frankly this last four years as well in so many ways but Hearing from you is the other half of the fun. 651 289 4488. 
Or you can join me at hashtag Narn Show. That's N-A-R-N Show on Twitter. We're there. We're waiting. Uh, operators are standing by. So I'd love to hear from you, as well as would Brad Carlson, who is on the air from 1 to 3 tomorrow here on AM12A, The Patriot. And, uh, of course, King Banyan every Saturday morning from 9 to 11 on our sister station, AM1440, uh, The Businessman. Uh, together, Northern Alliance Radio Network, dominating Twin Cities weekend radio for almost a generation now. And totally, totally primed to keep it going. Anyway, so I spent the first segment doing the same thing I did largely a good chunk of this last couple of weeks on the broadcast, uh, talking about how uh, there's credit to be given where it is due. Something needed to be done about the COVID epidemic. And so far, knock wood, seems like the things that Minnesota is doing are working in a clinical sense. And that's good. I have relatives in their 80s who I would very much like to see survive and would like to do everything I can to keep it that way. And so even if we didn't have mandatory self-distancing, I'd be self-distancing. I'd be wearing a mask out in public, as I do. I'd be keeping myself separate from people working from home to the extent that I can. And I am blessed with a job for which that's quite amenable. I would be, well, I do wash my hands pretty religiously before I go out and after I come back. I disinfect things in a way that I never did before, being sort of a casual single guy kind of guy. I didn't need to be told this. And most people, I think, don't. Eh, clearly, there are people out there who just aren't that bright. The, the spring breakers from a month ago in Florida, the, the Mardi Gras crowd, uh, the, the it's just like the flu crowd. Sorry, I know some of you are out there. Objectively, the evidence is wrong. The flu has never turned, not since 1920, turned Italy upside down uh, the way COVID did over the course of this past six weeks. So something needed to be done. But the nature of that something is something that a free people need to be aware of, to be on top of, and to grapple with constantly to maintain not just our health, but our freedom. Now, I'm going to stipulate this in advance. Government has emergency powers and should have them at least as a broad concept. I mean, one of the few, and I'm, I'm a libertarian conservative. I am always have, well, have been for 30 odd, 35 years now, ever since I first pulled the lever from Ronald Reagan. I'm a, I'm a conservative who believes in civil liberties I'm a very much an originalist that way. And as such, as a conservative, as opposed to a libertarian, I believe that one of government's few genuinely legitimate roles is to exert its power to react to things that are beyond the power of the individual or sometimes, at least in theory, lower levels of government. Things like invasions from abroad, which we don't have to worry about much. I mean, what, Canada? Come on. Or natural disasters. Yeah, there are emergency powers to be used in the event of genuinely crippling natural disasters. And sure, epidemics. I mean, there's always been a case and a place and historically a role for some temporarily extended powers for public health authorities in the case of epidemics. Now, we can argue the case of whether should government should have emergency power or not. But that's pretty much the status quo. In Under Minnesota law, I believe, the governor can declare emergency powers for I forget, 30, 60 days. It's a finite period of time after which the legislature uh, can start to check and balance that power and, and check and balance the governor if need be. Here's the deal, though. One of the obligations of a free people, especially a free people that wants to stay free, is to constantly push back when government overreaches, to jealously guard every morsel of freedom we have, every bit and piece and dotted I and cross T of the freedoms that God has given us, and that government in its legitimate form is supposed to protect, not treat as a privilege. And by the way, this is not just for emergencies, although that's our subject today, certainly. But always, on every facet of our liberty, we need to have that jealous uh, 
constant guardianship over our liberties. And this has to be more than just calling into talk shows, sounding off on Twitter and Facebook and social media. This has to be the kind of jealous guardianship that puts its money and its shoe leather and its time where its mouth is. And government does have power. Libertarian friends may argue with me, and feel free to argue with me at 651-289-4488. Being a conservative, I agree with conservatism, which holds that order and liberty exist together in a constant state of tension. Because without order or health, prosperity is impossible. I mean, think about it. If you take your goods to market and you don't have a reasonable chance of getting to market without getting robbed, well, then there's no prosperity for that matter. There won't be a market for long. Everyone's going to hold on to their goods. There will be no market. There will be no commerce. There'll be no prosperity. So order is important. Libertarians like to think that order is spontaneous, that it's the natural course of humanity. And for 99% of humanity, it is. But from that other 1% comes your Hitlers, your Stalins, your Al Capones, your, you name it. Disorder is the norm throughout human history. Warlordism, gang violence uh, on, on a grand scale. You look back to the history of the United Kingdom, the British royal family today looks like it's all full of pomp and circumstance, but you look at how the British royal tradition evolved in the 10 hundreds, the 9 hundreds, 10 hundreds, 11 hundreds, the 12th century. It reads, if you change the names, add an I to the end of everyone's name, it reads like the history of the mafia. Because it is. So, order and liberty exist in a constant state of tension. And again, without order, prosperity is impossible. Without order or uh, with, without without order or without health uh, without wealth rather I should say freedom is academic so you need order to have prosperity and without prosperity your freedom is completely an academic concept because I don't know if you know this but for subsistence of course you do most of you subsistence farming doesn't leave much time to petition for your redress of grievances or to buy lawyers to, to defend yourself with a presumption of innocence. You, you need order to have prosperity. You need prosperity to have freedom be more than just an academic concept. In the meantime, without freedom, order is onerous. It's oppression. And let's be honest, any prosperity you have because of that wealth is likely concentrated in the hands of those who bring the order. So you need to have order, at least on a high level, the sense that, that the goods you produce are not going to be stolen from you. And you need to have freedom to make that order something other than oppression, something other than tyranny. That's how conservatives see the world. Now, government power is kind of like a handgun. It's a necessary tool in extreme circumstances. And just like any necessary tool, Smart, free people need to make sure that the newbies aren't sweeping people out on the firing line with their fingers on the trigger. And likewise, that government isn't getting drunk and profligate on its own power and abusing it terribly. And I think we can make a solid case that Governor Waltz's emergency declaration does just a little bit of that. Again, COVID's an emergency. It's the real thing. There are valid public health reasons to treat it as more than just the flu. But the record shows, as I pointed out earlier, different states taking very different routes, both high intervention and low intervention, both the New York full Mussolini model and the, and the Montana, let's stay libertarian about this model, have widely varying results. We've seen high intervention states with high death rates and low death rates. We've seen the opposite on both sides. Minnesota trended more authoritarian, and I get the rationale, but let's be honest. Even if you ignore the ham-handedness of some of the administration's management of information, which we're going to be talking about uh, on, uh, later on in the broadcast here, it's fair to say the governor and the administration have clobbered civil liberties. <laughs> there are civil liberties, lots of them, are collateral damage 
of this crisis and the way the government's handled it, in many cases, wrongly. So I'm going to put together a list of those usurpations after the break here. But first, let's go to the phones. Mike in uh, St. Paul, you got about a minute. Go right ahead. Hi, Mitch. Uh, Mitch, thanks for having me on. I One of the things that I see that's missing in this debate is the on the other hand. So we have these we have these epidemiologic models, and we can all argue about how really scientific or how accurate they are. But we also have socio and economic models and experience of people that are unemployed and what happens to them. We, we already know, we already have a pretty good idea about how many people are actually unemployed at this moment. But there's also probably good, good models to put together about how these people fare. You know, some are going to be, you know, Going into radical Unemployment behavior, is going to cause a huge surge in stress uh, illnesses. Absolutely. I'm sorry we ran out of time there, Mike, but actually it's a very good point. We're going to talk about that when we come back as well as the way the state has treated its models uh, over the course of this crisis. 651-289-4488, the Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280. Have you written a book? You can become a published author with Dorrance Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Dorrance for nearly a 100 years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim your your free author's guide to publishing. Don't wait another day. Take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print. You've already written a book, so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to Dorn's Publishing and get your free guide to publishing. Call right now. 800-482-8399. 800-482-8399. That's 800 482 8399. Have you wanted to speak a new language, but you thought it'd be too hard or take too much time? Then go to Babbel.com, download the app, and try it for free. In just 15 minutes a day, you'll be on your way to speaking a new language in just a few weeks. And right now, you can try Babbel for free. Babbel starts out teaching you words and phrases by matching them with pictures. You won't believe how easy the interactive program is. Soon the sentences get a little bigger, and before you know it, you're having simulated conversations voiced by native speakers. And because Babbel is crafted by language experts and uses the spaced repetition method, in just 10 to 15 minutes a day, you'll be speaking the language of your choice with real confidence. With Babbel, you can speak a language. Just go to Babbel.com and start your first lesson in the language of your choice for free. Download the Babbel app or go to Babbel.com and try it for free. That's B-A-B-B-E-L dot com. High school sports are as American as apple pie. And going to a game or meet is a chance to see the stars of tomorrow shine today. But as anybody who's ever attended a high school sporting event in Minnesota knows, you can't have the stars without the stripes. High schools are currently looking for new officials in almost every sport. Who looks good in stripes? Anybody looking for a way to stay connected to a sport they love. If you like the idea of giving back to your community while earning a few extra bucks, chances are you'd look good in stripes too. We want to hear from you. We need to hear from you. No officials means no games. No stripes means no stars. And what kind of America would that be? Minnesota needs more high school officials. Go to highschoolofficials.com to sign up or learn more. That's highschoolofficials.com. The number to call should you care to join me. Uh, by the way, uh, let's see. We make sure you check out our Stand with Israel tour coming up this uh, coming December second through the eleventh. We got Doctor Sebastian Gorka, 
And uh, who else? Oh, Mike Lindell, the My Pillow guy. Some of the best pillows I have ever tried in my life. They are uh, in full effect with uh, the My Pillow crowd. Uh, he'll be joining Sebastian Gorka going to Israel this uh, this this coming winter. Perfect time to visit Israel, uh, public health situation permitting. And I uh, hope you can do it. In fact, let's hope we can all do it here coming uh, this coming winter. Uh, go to am1280thepatriot.com. Click on the Stand with Israel uh, link to, to find out. It was a hugely successful tour last year. It's only going to be better this year. Anyway, this past uh, week, well, this past month, really, the state of Minnesota has uh, declared a state of emergency. And they have trended more authoritarian than uh, perhaps some of the other states now, again, I get the rationale, but let's be honest, even if you ignore the ham-handedness of the administration's management of, of information, which our previous caller pointed out, uh, and which we'll be talking about more, it, it's fair to say that the government and the administration have beaten the bejeebers out of our civil liberties while reacting to this crisis. And in some cases, that was just flat wrong. So what I want to do, and I'll be doing this on my blog next week, but I want to do this here now and uh, if the phone lines cooperate here on online here at uh, am 12 a the patriot.com 651-289-4488 i want to list the the listing of, of usurpations of our civil liberties that the government is getting away with in the state of minnesota not talking about nationwide not talking about other states but i want in the words of the declaration of independence to declare the causes that impel me to call out the government on what I think is a, an overreach, even an overreach with the best intentions. And let's assume that the intentions are the best at this point, because, yeah, the DFL being progressives don't want to waste a crisis. But I don't think that Governor Waltz is an evil man, just someone who's a little inclined towards flexing his authority. I mean, he was in the National Guard and he's a high school teacher, two groups of people who are used to having unfettered authority over people. So, uh, again, not casting an aspersion. We need sergeants. We need teachers. But uh, let's be honest. Well, no, let's not be just honest. Let's list the usurpations. I'm going to break it up into into categories not unlike the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution. Uh, usurpations of our life and liberty, of our pursuit of prosperity, of our government transparency. The first, second, fourth, and fifth amendments. Uh, transgressions against our right to privacy. We got them all. Let's look them over. Transgressions against life and liberty. Now, while the movement restrictions in Minnesota are fairly benign so far, mostly, which serve more as a, a muted threat than an active clampdown. The idea of telling people not to go to their lake cabins, in other words, trying to prevent people from moving to pestilent high-density cities, to places with lower density, perhaps safer. Yeah, that's an intrusion. And make no mistake, Mayor Fry's active use of the police to curtail traffic and to shut down movement outside houses, that's a threat and there's nothing muted about it. Your freedom of movement, your freedom to live your life prudently is under d direct threat. By the way, the, the governor has not ruled out further intrusions into your right to move. And, and by the way, in so doing, basically assumes that you're too stupid and too depraved to look out to your own health and your own family's health. There are people like that out there, certainly. We saw that in spring break a few weeks back. They're far from the majority, as we're seeing in states that have taken a more libertarian approach. What else? The ability to visit family, especially family in hospitals and nursing homes, which, by the way, let's be honest, in many cases is a private response to the ep epidemic. I mean, my mother is in assisted living in North Dakota, and her uh, husband of almost 30 years passed away about three weeks ago. Uh, and, and that was purely private. I don't think North Dakota has clamped down on visitors to uh, nursing homes as a state action, but the nursing home did it itself. But let's be honest, a lot of this is driven by the response to government regulations and the litigiousness that government rules provide and promote in some cases. By the way, we are paying for a lot of government <clears throat> services of dubious value in the best of times in many maybe most cases that we're not getting at all today 
Are these government employers, uh, employees getting laid off? Probably some, but nothing like what is happening in vast swaths of the private sector, where we just had three of the worst weeks of unemployment claims in the history of unemployment claims. So these are three very direct impingements, infringements of the right to live freely. Are they necessary? Arguably. Are they things that government has to enforce at gunpoint? Because all government enforcement, eventually, if you let it go long enough, it winds up being a guy with a gun telling you, come on downtown. I think the jury's out. Let's talk about the pursuit of prosperity, something that's important for an awful lot of people because it is why we work. I mean, if you can't pay the bills, freedom is pretty much irrelevant. Now, this is an area where the DFL's disdain for business and private property and for business people rears its head above and beyond any actual response to the epidemic. The right to transact business is clearly subject to arbitrary, sometimes capricious interference. Small businesses are getting shut down all over the place, while big ones and businesses with more better lobbyists stay open. In many cases, without any regard to the business's actual susceptibility to the virus. I mean, it was a big deal this past week that lawn services were <clears throat> allowed to remain open. And, and there's a solid case to be made they should have never been shut down in the first place. If there's a business where you can socially distance yourself, indeed, work in the outdoors by yourself in many cases, what more so than landscaping and lawn service? You're driving a mower. You're running a leaf machine. You're not cooped up in an office. You're out in the, the outdoors in the sunshine. Very unlikely uh, to get infected even without a mask on. And then you wear a mask. You drive to work by yourself. What could be healthier? Oh, the state made a big deal this past week that they're reopening lawn services. Like we should give them a cookie or something. <sighs> Arbitrary shutting down of businesses, regardless of their own instincts for their own self-preservation or their ingenuity or the ability to achieve some resiliency against this epidemic on their own. Like, like, for example, all those little grocery stores out there that are turning all their lanes into one-way thoroughfares. I mean, they can do this, and a lot of businesses could do this just as well. And the fact that they're being arbitrarily shut down, regardless of their own ability to make themselves compliant with the basic needs of public health, qualifies as a taking, in my book, an uncompensated taking in nearly every case, unless your industry's got some mighty rockin' lobbyists, if you catch my drift. Here's a classic example. Liquor stores are essential. But vape and tobacco and smoke shops aren't. I mean, better be darn sure your vices are politically fashionable. DFLers like a good cocktail, but don't be vaping around them. By the way, the assignment of essential worker status was so politicized. I mean, okay, food, first responders, absolutely. Grocery store workers, God love them, got to have them. Need the groceries. Politicians and their staffers, uh, you know, if there's a group of people that can work remotely, my humble opinion, I could be wrong. Stop me if I'm wrong. 651-289-4488. But there, there, there's a group of people that, that, that could certainly stand to work remotely. But what about transparency? Oh, we'll get back to that. <laughs> See, they, they're, they're essential, but apparently the transparency is not. We'll come back to that. By the way, it seems like an act of charity. It might even be justifiable, but, but barring all evictions and foreclosures uh, is certainly a taking. If you're a landlord or you're an investor in a mortgage fund, you're having a taking here without compensation. By the way, contracts are now pretty much irrelevant, many of them involving the transaction of businesses that have been closed down on either end. Businesses are, are foreclosed by decree, not literally in the mortgage sense of the term, but, but their businesses is shut down in many cases. Um, so they can't fulfill contracts. And the courts, by the way, where these sorts of things get arbitrated, litigated, are closed. They're not taking new cases. Redress of grievances? Ha, 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 peasant. Forget about it. 
Uh, let's talk about government transparency. The administration is making huge life-altering decisions about the economy based on a model that seems to be giving very different results than most other models that are being used around the country and whose proprietors aren't keeping secret for the most are, are, are keeping the secret for the most paternalistic of reasons. I was listening to NPR yesterday, so you don't have to. And this is what got, this is a result of this press only press conference. Speaking of lack of transparency yesterday on Friday, state health economist Stefan Gildermeister said he had concerns that the models that let uh, about the models that let anyone use them might be, quote, irresponsible because, quote, it allows folks to make assumptions that aren't very realistic ones, end quote. Now, transparency isn't necessarily a constitutional right or issue, but the idea that state bureaucrats treat the math and the code that they created on our dime like something they have to protect from a bunch of drooling savages should make every freedom-loving citizen hot under the collar and ready to vote a whole lot of scoundrels out of office this November. Yeah, I'm politicizing it. This is political. Northern Alliance, AM 12A, the paper. Go to the phones in a minute. Be right back. AM 1280, The Patriot. Limitless access to intelligent talk. Stream AM 1280, The Patriot with our free app, your smart speaker, or with iHeart, TuneIn, and Radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities, but serve worldwide. Join Gene Sullivan each week on Where You Live, where he takes on... Uh, Gene, who do you take on anyway? Maniacal landlords, slippery renters, overbearing HOA boards, demanding homeowners. Oh, and the legislative lunacy brought on by local politicians wanting to fix everything for us. It's a common sense perspective on the news and stories that affect you the most right where you live. Join Gene Sullivan every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. on AM 1280, The Patriot. If your family depends on your income and something happened to you, what would happen to them? You need life insurance, and SelectQuote can help you get it at a price you can afford. SelectQuote found Jacob, 40, who's in excellent health, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for only $19 a month. Not in perfect health? Don't worry. SelectQuote found Tanya, 40, who has type 2 diabetes, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for only $32 a month. We shop companies like Protective, Prudential, American General and others to find you the company with the best rates. Give your family the security they need at a price you can afford. For your free quote, call 1-800-881-4747. That's 1-800-881-4747. Or go to selectquote.com. That's 1-800-881-4747. SelectQuote. We shop, you save. Get full details on the example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. Your premium could vary depending on your health, issuing company, and other factors. Not available in all states. If you could do one thing that changed you forever, would you? How about something exciting and extraordinary, a bucket list item with years of memories packed into 10 days? Make 2020 a year you'll never forget. And join me, Sebastian Gorka, and my friend Mike Lindell on the Stand with Israel tour this December 2nd to 11th journeying through one of the most politically and spiritually significant places in the world, and you'll see over 40 iconic sites straight from history. Register at am1280thepatriot.com. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Salem Surround partners with your business to deliver custom digital marketing solutions. Surround your target audience wherever they engage, search, surf, socialize, or review to keep your business top of mind. Learn more at minneapolis.salemsurround.com. of usurpations of our freedom that have happened, and and some of them are arguably justifiable, haven't even gotten to the ones that are completely off the the rocker and utterly politically-driven, politically-driven usurpations of our freedom. I I will have to carry this on into the next hour here. 
Of course, next hour, first off, I'll be talking with Representative Mary Franzen about her bill to address some of the transparency issues that we are discussing here. Uh, we'll talk much more about that after the break uh, here on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. First, let's go to the phones uh, in Oakdale. Uh, Jason, uh, you're on the Northern Alliance. Go right ahead. Hi. Hey, now, while my uh, First Amendment right to assembly has been infringed upon, I'm appreciative that my Second Amendment rights are still intact because I went to oh, Cabela yesterday and bought, oh, go ahead. bought a bunch Sorry, of ammo. Interrupted. Say again. Yeah, and I went to Cabela the other day and I bought a bunch of ammo and I saw how um, uh, ironic that Dick's Sporting Goods, because of all the school shootings and the politics surrounding that, decided to <laughs> stop selling guns and ammo and now they're closed. Absolutely. By the way, and, and that's, that's something I was going to lead up to at the end of the hour, but you jumped my, uh, you, you stole my thunder there, and I'm glad you did. Look, gun stores are open today uh, in Minnesota without any question about it, at least no rational question, because uh, in 2015, Minnesota's gun rights movement, at that point, the Gun Owners Civil Rights Alliance, but uh, today, the, the Gun Owners Caucus, all of them still in action, all of them still doing the Lord's work, passed a law. Uh, with a bipartisan support and the signature of governor at the time, Dayton, that barred the state from confiscating firearms during a state of emergency at all, period, and barred the state from closing gun shops in a state of emergency unless every other business in the state also was closed down. If an emergency was bad enough to close down gun stores, it was bad enough to close down grocery stores, liquor stores, every other place in the state that needed to be closed. And this, as I list off this this long list of, of usurpations that people are complaining about, that the Senate Republicans are complaining about, that a lot of us are complaining about, the, the, the point is each and every one of us that cares about liberty, that cares about freedom, needs to do what the Second Amendment movement did over the course of this last 30 years, let's be honest and organize this state to make sure that our rights are protected from our government. This is the, the, the duty of a citizen in a free society to pull on that tug of war between order and liberty to make sure that government doesn't screw it up. Because remember, government is the things we do together stupidly. And you and I, the citizens of a free country with God-given rights, need to stand up and make sure that those rights are defended. This is not an abstract thing. This is not a uh, this is not something you do by fulminating with your friends in a bar if your bar is open, which it's not, or on Facebook. This is something you have to do by investing time and shoe leather and putting your 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 money and time and effort where your mouth is and doing what the, the Second Amendment movement did, getting down to the Capitol, getting in legislators' faces politely but firmly and saying, this is what we will and will not accept from you, our employees. A lot of them don't think of themselves as your employees. A lot of them see this. Let's leave out the sinister motives of the most progressive among us the Rahm Emanuels and the Gavin Newsoms who see this as an opportunity to expand progressivism, although the likes of Ryan Winkler most certainly do. This is our call to action to give the government some very firm, brightly lit rails to stay within when it comes to declaring emergency powers. We did it with gun stores, and that's why you can go to Cabela's and even Dick Sporting Goods, the most lily-livered gun shop of all, and get ammunition today because Minnesota's gun rights advocates made darn sure government who had to color inside the lines. Let's keep going with the list of usurpations. I'm not even halfway through yet. The legislature being prone as it is to operating as a star chamber with the, uh, you've heard the end of session stories, the governor, the speaker, the two majority leaders getting together in a no longer smoke filled room uh, to really do most of the heavy legislative lifting. It's even gotten less transparent than, than before. Now, during the epidemic, we've had online gatherings that somehow just kept right below the legal quorum status for purposes of reporting that have been substituting for public committee hearings. So policy is being made completely without public scrutiny. Bills are being passed that nobody has more than a half hour to read in, the, in, in public. 
And by the way, that governor's press-only press conference yesterday, if that doesn't bother you, I'm talking about you, mainstream media. What does? Oh, governor's taking care of the people that worked <laughs> overtime to get him into office. Uh, nothing, nothing to see here. How about the First Amendment, the banning of group gatherings of all kinds, as opposed to telling people to voluntarily enforce containment and distancing rules? Oh, good luck protesting against government overreach when you can't legally gather. How about the enforced closing of public places of worship? as opposed to strongly suggesting people wear masks and stay at home and observe spacing between family groups and services? That's a clear violation of freedom of religion. Is it an emergency power the government should have? Let's figure that out, folks. By the way, my church uh, called off organized worship services and went online before the state told it to, as is prudent. I don't disagree with them. By the way, This one should disturb you. While closing places of worship by decree is onerous, quite a few churches, uh, like I said, mine closed voluntarily. But there are aspects to faith, especially some denominations who have sacraments, all you Catholics, like last rites, baptism, and confession. uh, And there are others in other faiths that must be done in person, where remote exercise is banned as a matter of doctrine. Now, I've been informed of cases where priests have been barred from hospitals for purposes of giving last rites and taking confessions with no avenues left open by administration for for these sorts of sacraments, whether that's through prudent adaptations like priests and masks or, or N95s or through isolation rooms or whatever. People can figure things out if you let them. But no, we've got a one-size-fit-all policy, one administrative-size-fits-all, whether you're talking about an ad agency or a church or a priest ministering to his flock or any other kind of cleric in any other denomination, Jewish, Muslim, Christian, you name it. This is not just the closing down, but the forbidding of any adaptation has got to be a clear violation of the First Amendment. Freedom of assembly? (laughs) Do I even need to say it? By the way, the right to petition for redress of grievances, public or private? Well, good luck. The courts aren't taking new cases for the duration here. As I pointed out, the Second Amendment was protected uh, five years ago, at least the, the, the ownership of guns and, the, and, and gun stores staying open. But many counties are curtailing the ability to apply for or renew, carry and purchase permits. And by the way, the operation of the ranges necessary for taking permit training is pretty much shut down, even though the federal government said it's perfectly legitimate to stay open in their guidelines. So the lesson of this uh, whole fracas is if you care about any of these other liberties, and I'm still maybe two-thirds of the way through my list, we'll get back to it after we talk with Mary Franzen. You need to organize just like the shooters did. This is not even optional anymore, folks. 651-289-4488, Northern Alliance Radio Network. When we come back, Representative Mary Franzen joins us. Go nowhere. We'll be right back. Pick it up or take it out, RackShackToGo.com or RackShackDelivery.com. It's so easy. Hey, you've been working hard. Half the staff is gone and your crew needs a lift. Go to RackShackToGo.com for pickup or RackShackDelivery.com and we'll bring it out to you. It's America's food and the right thing to do. Get that RackShack attack, RackShack barbecue. Warning, if you thought it was safe putting your money into a retirement plan all these years, then think again, because you're about to get sucker punched by the biggest tax to hit Americans' retirement savings in over a 100 years. Everything you've worked for and put away for retirement, this Congress is coming for it, using a new law that gives the IRS the green light to be able to confiscate 30% or more of your retirement savings. It's all spelled out in plain English in this free new book from the Center for Retirement Security. Get your free copy of The New American Retirement Plan and learn how you can still take back your retirement from the prying hands of Uncle Sam. Simply text the word RETIRE to 95999. On page 62, you'll learn the first move you need to make to save your IRAs and 401k. On page 143, how you can legally collect up to 76% more every month on your Social Security payouts. Text RETIRE to 95999 for your free copy. Text RETIRE to 95999. Do you have a relief factor success story that you'd be willing to share here on my show? 
If so, I'd like you to call Relief Factor on 800-500-8384 and option 5. And tell them your pain-free success story. We'd love to hear it. And maybe I'll play it on my show. That's 800-500-8384, option 5. In the meantime, for all the rest of you still struggling with pain, you've already heard many testimonials about neck, back, shoulder, hip, or knee pain. Pete and Seth Talbot, the father and son owners of Relief Factor, have created the three-week quick starter pack, and they've discounted it to only nineteen ninety-five. Pain from getting older, exercise, or just everyday living is no fun. That's why Pete and Seth created this amazing 100% drug-free supplement, and now tens of thousands of people are taking it every day. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800-500-8384. That's relieffactor.com. It's long, over a thousand chapters, over 30,000 verses. No wonder so many of us have never read it cover to cover. Want to do it? Want to read the entire Bible? Start today at BibleStudyTools.com. BibleStudyTools.com includes Bible in a Year, an interactive plan for reading, learning, and understanding the Bible. Deepen your faith and impact your walk with God one day at a time. Bible in a Year, just one of the new interactive Bible study tools at BibleStudyTools.com.